You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Well, good morning, Embassy Church family. I know I was singing and now I'm preaching. We're keeping it low-key this morning, um, which is okay. Simple is okay. And so I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas. We're on the other side of Christmas already. I, in our family, we look so forward to Christmas. We have this Advent um, calendar. It's a little Christmas tree. And every day we change the countdown as we look so forward to Christmas. And just as fast as it comes, it's gone. But we had a wonderful Christmas. And I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas too, that you found peace and that you found Jesus. I hope that I hope that you looked to Jesus this Christmas. Listen, I, before I start the message, which I'm very excited about, I have something that I want to talk to you about. Uh, as many of you know, my father uh, last week went home to be with Jesus on the 22nd. And, um, you know, we're sad and we're going to miss him and we love him. But there's really no place greater than to be with Jesus. And that's where he is. He had a very, very peaceful passing away. And uh, as he went on to be, as he went on to go home. And so I want to say, I know that they, if they could, they would right now is say thank you from the Stead family. There are many of us Steads, many of us in the family, and you reached out to us and loved on us. And so we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. This is an amazing family. And you guys just held us in our hearts. And so thank you so much on behalf of Joan and all of, the, all of the siblings. I also know that many of you were very close to Glenn, my dad. And um, I know that you're hurting too. And so we also extend our love towards you and our prayers towards you as you go through this. We'll get through this together. And you know what? The best part of it all is that it's not goodbye. It's not goodbye. We get to see him again. And so when we all go get to meet Jesus on the greatest day of our life. So just thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. I'm going to talk from Philippians 1 this morning. And I, I, I want you to know that I feel this message God dropped on my heart about a couple of weeks ago, and, and I felt the weight of it, and I still feel the weight of it. And, and that's why I'm preaching today. I know my father just passing away normally, you probably would say, I need some time off, but I, I, I felt the urgency of this word as we go into 2021. I felt like I had to bring it. And so I hope that, that you can really dig in with me and uh, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Father God, we're just so thankful. I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful for your love and your mercy towards us. And Father, your word is life. Your word brings life. Your word brings fruit. And so, Father, I ask that as I begin to speak, that it is your words, Father, that it's what you want to say in this moment to bring life and to lead us into all truth, into all godliness, into the place where you want us to go. Father, I thank you for your anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to start in Philippians 1. I'm going to start in verse 12. And uh, before I start, I just want to lay a little bit of foundation. Paul is writing a letter, and in this letter, he is writing it from prison, okay? Paul is in prison, and he is writing us, or writing a letter that we will later on read. Um, but understand that when, when we read it, think about the fact that he is in prison, not 
a nice prison. I don't know if prison is nice. I've never been. I don't plan on being, but um, not a, it's not a cushy. It's not cozy. It is dark. It is cold. It is just not a great place to be, okay? And so he's writing this letter, and this is what he says in verse 12. He says, I want you to know, dear ones, what has happened to me has not hindered but helped my ministry of preaching the gospel, causing it to expand and to spread to many people. He says, what has happened to me has not hindered me. It's helped me. He's saying, listen, I know that this doesn't look like a great circumstance, but I need you to know something. This, is, this hasn't hindered me. It's helped. And it's as if he's inviting them into a perspective shift. Listen to me. Paul has obviously had a perspective shift himself. This isn't a hindrance to me. I may not be able to leave. I may be stuck here. I may be in chains, but this is not a hindrance to me. And he's pleading with them almost. I want you to know this. I want you to have a perspective shift that what has happened to me. And and as I began to read this, God began to say to me that, that people need to understand that there are many things that have happened to you, but if you would shift your perspective and recognize that this hasn't hindered you, this has helped you. Why? Because God turns everything around for good. What the devil meant for evil, God turns around for good. And so if you, if you he, says, he says, if you will recognize and have a perspective shift in your own life and recognize that the thing that is actually hindering you is your own perspective. It's your own perspective. It's what's holding you back. And if in these moments, if you will begin to shift your perspective and see that it is God that has helped you, that it is God that has helped you. I began in prayer, and as I was praying, um, God said, I had to re, I had to refine so that I could define. I had to refine so that I could define. That 2020 has been a year, boy, it's been a year, we can all admit it in our own ways, something significant for most of us, if not all of us, has happened. And, and, and God's asking us this moment, I want you to look back and not come out of 2020 and say, dear God, I am glad that it is over. I am glad that it is done. I am glad that I got out of it. That I, I, don't, I, I wanna leave it. He says, no, I want, you to per, I want your perspective to change to say, well, 2020, God was with me. 2020, God was working. You know, do some of us actually think that God just quit working? He took a nap in 2020. He didn't, we know that. God was working, because that's what he does. He doesn't stop, even when we can't see it. Like the song says, he keeps on moving. He keeps on working. God didn't stop working in 2020. He's doing something. So in prayer, he says, I, am, I, have to ref- I had to refine so that I could define. And, and so I began to ask God, what do you mean by that? And I began to look at the word refine, and I looked up the word define, and this is what refine says. It says, removing and making free from impurities, removing that which is unwanted, making changes, setting things right, improving, perfecting, and elevating. And Define says, to discover, to set forth the meaning, to fix, to lay down clearly, and to fix 
the boundaries. God said, I had to remove things from your life, impurities from your life, set things right. The way that I created you, I had to remove those things. There are some of us that thought there were parts of us that were just who we are, quarks of who we are. God says, "Mm -mm." no, I had to refine that. I had to, because you were meant for more. So I had to take care of some things in your life so that I could define you, define you by my presence, define you by my spirit, define you by who I said that you are as you move into 2021. So verse 12, he says, I want you to know, dear ones, what has happened to me has not hindered, but helped. I want us to come out of 2020. It hasn't hindered me. This has helped me because I know, I know God was moving. I know God was working. This hasn't hindered me. It has helped me. And he says, it's helped my ministry of preaching the gospel, causing it to expand and to spread to many people. Verse 13, for now the elite Roman guards and government officials overseeing my imprisonment have plainly recognized that I am here because of my love for the anointed one. And what I'm going through has actually caused many believers to become even more courageous in the Lord and to be bold and to be passionate to preach the word of God. And then what does he say? All because of my chains. Whoa, think about that. He's had a perspective change. He's in chains and he says, I I want you to recognize this. That the gospel, me being in chains, what has happened to me in this moment, because of those chains, God turned it around for good. And what happened was the gospel spread farther, me being in a cellar, me being stuck here, me not being able to leave. The gospel has spread more than if I would have been out with you. But then he doesn't stop there. He goes on and says, not just that, but the Roman soldiers and the elite government, they have taken notice and they recognize that I am here because of my devotion. I am here because my love. They're noticing. They're watching. Whoa. He doesn't stop there. He says, and not just that. My fellow believers are becoming more courageous. My fellow believers are becoming passionate again. They're going deeper in the presence of God. Why? Because of my chains. Good, good has come from this. And good will come from this. Perspective change for 2020. Because because of what we went through, God will use this because of what we're going through, because we had to be shut down, because of all the things that happened, because of it, good will come because of my chains. God will use this. He'll use every moment. And then he goes on, verse 18, verse 19, he says, and I will continue to rejoice because... I know that the lavish supply of the Spirit of Jesus, the Anointed One, and your intercession for me will bring about my deliverance. I love this because he's in chains. 
And he goes on and he says, good's gonna come. He's got this perspective change, but he doesn't just lay down and say, it is what it is, so I'm just gonna stay here. He goes, no, no, because I know Jesus, and because of who Jesus is, and because we're gonna keep praying, you're gonna intercede and I'm gonna intercede. Deliverance is gonna come from this. What's he saying? Greater is yet to come. What have we been saying? Greater is yet to come. I'm gonna keep on moving forward. I know deliverance is coming. I'm gonna keep praying. I'm gonna keep seeking God. I know that deliverance is coming because I know who Jesus is. I'm not just gonna lay down in this moment. We're not going to just lay down in this moment. Greater is coming. <laughs> then in verse 20. Oh man, there's just so much good in this. <laughs> verse 20. He says, no matter what, I will continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ. No matter what. I think that a lot of us need to, to take those words no matter what. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on hoping. No matter what, I'm going to keep on looking to Jesus. No matter what. No matter what 2021 looks like. If it looks the same as 2020, if it looks worse, if it's better. No matter what. If life doesn't turn out the way that I thought that it should, no matter what, this is my resolve for 2021, no matter what, I'm gonna keep on hoping. I'm gonna keep on looking to Him. No matter what, say no matter what, where you are right now, no matter what, I'm, ho I'm holding on to hope. No matter what, I'm going to keep looking to him. I was in prayer time again last week and, and um, I, I was just praying and all of a sudden I got this quick vision of Martha and Mary and we know the story. Martha was busy, um, you know, getting ready, cooking, doing all the things. She had busied herself. Not that any of that was bad, but she had busied herself. And, and Mary found herself at the feet of Jesus. And, and she, she's with him and Martha shows up and she says, you know, Jesus, aren't you going to get Mary to help me? I, I need help. Why isn't she helping me? And Jesus says this to Martha. He says, Mary, or, uh, Martha, Mary has found the one thing that is the most important thing. And as I was in prayer, I saw, I saw this quick vision of Martha and Mary, and I heard God say, Martha represents the ministry, represents business, represents your career, represents all the things that people need to do. And they're busy doing them things, doing the things and neglecting the one thing that is most important. And he said, listen to me, in 2021, the most important thing is that you be found at my feet. The most important thing is that you are there at my feet and everything will come from that place. Wisdom for your career, wisdom for the ministry, wisdom for all the things that you need to lead your family life, all of those things, wisdom will come from that place. But the most important thing is that you be found beholding me. No matter what, no matter what anything around me looks like, no matter the disappointments and the discouragements, no matter what, no matter what, I'll find the one thing that is most important in this season. I pray that that echoes in your heart, that whatever you go to set your hand to, you recognize that everything will flow from the one thing that's most important.
is Jesus, being at Jesus' feet, looking to Jesus. So then he goes on. I'm just trying to find my verse here. He says, no matter what, I will continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ so that he will be openly revealed through me before everyone's eyes. So that he will be seen in me. This is what's important. So that he will be seen. So I will continue to look at him. And the more that I continue to look at him, the more I look like him, the more people will see. And and I believe that there needs to be a turning that happens. That a lot of us are looking at a lot of different things, and I know you've heard me say this, but, but a lot of us are looking, and some of us think that what we are looking at is beholding Jesus. No, it's at his feet, it's in his presence, it's beholding him. intimate time spent with him because the what you look at is what you will look like it's what others will see what you're continuously looking at is what others will see and he says no 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 matter what no matter what I will look at Jesus why so that he will be revealed in me It's time, church, it's time that Jesus be revealed in us, that what they see when they look at us is Jesus. He says, so I will not be ashamed in my life or in my death. Christ will be magnified in me. This is what matters. This is what matters. Verse 21, he says, my true life is the anointed one and dying means gaining more of him. And then he goes on in verses 22 to 24, he goes on to say, I just want to be with Jesus. I really, I could just go from this place straight to heaven and be with Jesus. This is where I really want to be. But then he goes on and says, yet I know that I still have purpose, that I got a job that I got to do, that fruit will come from you. I still have stuff that I need to do. And he goes, so you guys understand that I'm a little bit torn, but I'm going to stay because there's work to do. And then in verse 25, we'll pick up there. He says, yet deep in my heart, I am confident that I will be spared so I can add to your joy and further strengthen and mature your faith. When I am freed to come to you, my deliverance will give you reason to boast even more in Jesus Christ. I want to look at the word deep in my heart. I am confident. He's saying, I'm I'm confident that God has purpose for me. I'm confident. And as I read these words, I felt this for many. I felt that that there are many that have lost their confidence in the fact that God has purpose for them. This is what I I heard. I heard heard these thoughts going around in people's minds. Your age has disqualified you. Your sin has disqualified you. Your sickness has disqualified you. Your anxiety disqualified you. Your spouse disqualified you. Those things rolling around, they're lies from the enemy 
that he's come to plant. Why? So he would steal your confidence in the purpose that God has for your life. And many of us have taken those lies and we've put them in our heart. And God says, they need to be dealt with now. They need to be dealt with now. They need to be uprooted. How do I know this? I'll tell you. Because the enemy came and did the same thing to me. And for about three weeks, I wrestled with this lie of your time is done. Your time as pastor is done. And for whatever reason, I let that thing slip in there and grow. And I wrestled with it. I wrestled with it for weeks. And what happened? It stole my confidence. It stole my confidence in prayer. It stole my confidence in my walk. It stole my confidence in, my, in how I ministered. It was, it was stealing my confidence. Little by little, it got more and more until I finally got victory over it and laid it at the feet of Jesus continuously. No, I know that I am called. I'm called. I have purpose. I am called. I have purpose. Kept laying it at the feet of Jesus. I kept laying it at the feet of Jesus until I finally got victory. It wasn't a thing anymore. And I heard God say, there are many that need to deal with this lie that's in your heart because it's stealing your confidence for the things that I have called them to do. I have called them to be courageous. I have called them to be bold. I have I've called them to be strong. But there's a lie in their heart that has gone after their confidence. God says, lay it at my feet. Lay it at my feet. You are not disqualified. If you are here in this moment on this earth, you have purpose. God says it right now. Listen to me. You have purpose. You are not disqualified. And I call for the confidence right now in the name of Jesus for that lie to be exposed, that the light of Jesus would shine on every part of the heart that has this lie in it that says, I'm done, I'm finished, it's too late for me. That this lie would be exposed and in the name of Jesus, I break the power of it. And I say, fall to the ground. And confidence to rise back up again. Hope, purpose, rise back up. Courage, boldness, rise back up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You see that Paul says, deep in my heart. All the way, right? Deep in my heart. He goes, I know it to my core. It's time for you to know it to your core you are called. Verse 27, he goes on and says, whatever happens, I will keep, he says, whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ, which reveals him to others. Whatever happens. This needs to be our resolution. If you make any New Year's resolutions, make this one whatever happens, whatever happens, I'm going to keep revealing Christ to others, whatever happens. 2020 has proved something that there are many things we thought were sure they are not sure. That song on Christ, the solid rock I stand, that that is a sure thing. And so I make this resolve, I make this resolution that whatever, whatever happens, I will keep revealing Christ to others. Why? Because that's my purpose. 
That's my purpose. That's it. That's my purpose, to reveal Christ to the world. So whatever happens, whatever it is, I will reveal him to others. Verse 27. Whatever happens, keep living your life based on the reality of the gospel. That's the other thing I'm going to do. I'm going to reveal Christ to others and I'm going to live my life based on the reality, the goodness of the gospel of Christ. And he goes, then when I come to see you or hear good reports of you, I'll know that you stand united in one spirit and one passion. There he is after unity again. God desires unity. Celebrating together as conquerors in the faith of the gospel. And then, and then, you will never be shaken or intimidated by the opposition that rises up against you for your courage will only prove as a sure sign from God of their coming. Thank you, Jesus. And then, once we do this, we make that whatever happens. No matter what, you'll find me at the feet of Jesus. Whatever, whatever happens, you'll see I'll be revealing God to others no matter what. This is my resolve. Why? Because you will see that we will never be shaken or intimidated when we're at that place and when opposition comes, when the enemy comes. My resolves have already been made. I'm living in unity. I'm looking at Jesus. I'm revealing him to others. I know that I have a purpose. This is it. I'm rising up. I'm waking up. And the enemy comes. He can't intimidate me. He can't shake me. Because I know that if God is for me, who can be against me? I have a purpose. That even if I'm chained, like Paul, even if I'm in chains, <laughs> I know God's still working. He's still got a purpose. He's still using me. May not look like how I thought it was going to look, but God, however you want to use me, I made a resolve, whatever happens. He says, for your courage will only prove as a sure sign from God of their coming destruction and that you have found a new life. For God has graciously given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. For you have been called by him. There it is. You've been called by him to endure conflict in the same way I have endured it. And then he goes, for you know I am not giving up. For you have been called to endure conflict. And because you've been called to endure conflict, you are graced to endure conflict. You are strengthened to endure conflict. You are courageous. You've been given courage. You've been given boldness. And you will not give up. And I believe that this is important in us going into 2021. I will not give up. I will not give up. 2020, it hasn't hindered me. It's helped me. In fact, he caused confidence to rise up inside me. 
I am more bold. I am more courageous. God has done something in me. I will not give up. No matter what, no matter what, whatever happens, I'm not giving up. I've been helped, not hindered. So I just pray over you this morning. And I thank you for the spirit of courage to rise back up again. For those that have been weak and felt like they couldn't go on, I thank you, Father, for strength to rise up again that says, I am not giving up. I still have purpose. I may feel like I'm chained. I may feel like I'm held back, but I am not hindered. I am helped because of the spirit of God that lives on the inside of me. And I declare this over us in the name of Jesus. I am not giving up. I will not give up. I will run this race that was set before me. I will keep on going. And no matter what, no matter what, I will keep looking at Jesus. I will keep looking at Jesus and I will hold on to hope. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, I love you all so much. I hope that you have a wonderful New Year's and uh, that you make those resolutions that I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up whatever happens. I'm gonna keep on going because I'm called for such a time as this. Happy New Year. We will see you next year. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.